From the Selfish Path to Romance, download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. I just moved in with my son, and uh, it ain't working. There's a lot of tension between us. I guess I didn't see he had a whole new life planned for himself, and I kind of got in the way. And that is a cute episode from Frasier, I think, in the first season, when Dad moves in with Frasier, and then Dad calls Frasier's show saying that things aren't working out between us, there's tension between us, and I've got to let go of you. So parents always have a difficult time, or almost always, because they have dreams for, for their children. Since their children were babies, infants in their arms, they've dreamed of their child becoming a doctor or a lawyer or a dancer or a singer. They've had dreams for this child, and they've imagined it. And as the child reaches his or her teenage years and young adult, years and the parents see that the child is putting their life on a different path there's a lot of tension it's like no this isn't the script that I wrote for you and the kids say but ma it's my life you can't write my script at this point so that causes a lot of needless tension and if you've suffered from that if you feel like you're on the wrong career path because you followed what your parents wanted for you because you didn't know how to deal with the guilt you didn't know how to be your own best friend and stand up for yourself those are some of the issues we can talk about my number is toll free one eight seven seven doctor Kenner. that's d-r-k-e-n-n-e-r now remember living at home with all those rules be home by 11 honey but ma I don't want you going to that club Judy's mom lets her go it's safe ma call me when you get to your friend's home ma I feel like that's so stupid none of my friends have to call their parents then there were the threats I'm gonna take away your cell phone if I find you doing that again you hear me look me in the eye right now I'm going to take away your cell phone or in my generation, your transistor radio. You hear me? You look at me now. Your dad and I couldn't sleep all night because of what you did. Now, that's the guilt part, huh? You had me worried sick. Well, one young lady feels totally helpless. She's 20 years old, living with mom and mom's rules, and she's thinking, will this ever end? Dear Dr. Kenner, I'm 20 years old, I live at home, and I've been struggling with my mom's rule of being home at 1 a.m. She makes me call her before I go somewhere, and it always sounds like she's mad. Now, when I read this, that's the first thing I saw. Mom's using guilt, unearned guilt. She is mad about something. And she makes me call her before I come home, even though she knows when I'm coming home. Sometimes I like to stay out later, like 15 minutes, and she'll already have called me six times. Then she'll be short with me the whole next day and tell me how she couldn't sleep. I try to explain to her that she doesn't need me to call her every second, and she knows where I am. Then I try and ask her if I can stay out later, and she threatens me that if I want that, then she won't pay for my college or my cell phone, or I can't live there, and that means I won't be able to support myself and I won't get a college education. I have a good head on my shoulders, and I don't know what her deal is. I am so helpless." 
And this is from Maria. Maria, I have so much empathy for you. I'm going to assume that you're a really great kid. I mean, when you talk about being talk about being out later, like 15 minutes, that tells me that this is not big. You're not doing drugs and uh, messing around on the outside in ways that are just really self-destructive. So it sounds like your mother doesn't have any concerns. So why does a mom do this? One of the reasons is the mom doesn't have a life. She doesn't have a career. And so she's made controlling you her focus in life. She's going back into childhood. She's got to be meddlesome to know everything you're doing. It may even be driven by envy. She may be envious that you're getting a college education and you're able to blossom and have a life that she never gave herself or maybe couldn't have. I don't know her circumstances. But you cannot let this affect your future, your happiness. I'd say, yes, definitely get the college degree. And you may have to put up with mom's nonsense, but don't let it go deep. You've got to figure out how to deal with her. Now, if she's funding your college education and you can find other supports, maybe getting a scholarship, maybe even a merit scholarship, look around, shop around, speak with a counselor at the school. Maybe dad or other relatives would be able to loan you some money or give you some money if dad's still in the picture. Uh, but if, if, if you could leave home, I would say do so in an instant. And I'm sure that you've dreamt of doing that many, many times. But when you're living at her house, you have to live by her standards, at least on the surface. Those are the rules. And she's paying the bills. So until you're out of that mess, you've got to live that way. Now, can, are you totally helpless? No, you can address the issue. You can say, Mom, help me understand you better. I'm a really good kid. You know, I'm not using drugs or alcohol. I'm not abusing it. And I'm just going out with friends. Help me understand what's going on. The mom may open up and say, well, I messed up as a kid, and I don't want you doing that. Many kids who, many parents who really screwed up in their teenage years over-monitor their kids, and that's totally unfair to their own kids, and they end up sometimes creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. They say, I'll bet you're out drinking again and doping because that's what they did as parents. And the kids are saying, no, I'm not. But you know, you keep telling me that and I'm tempted to try it now just to get you back. See, you don't want to do that. So uh, I think your mom needs a much, much more interesting life for herself. That's not your business. I mean, it's not, You can't, what can you do? You can't force her to have a more interesting life. You can encourage her to, but you can't be your parents' therapist. So I would look into places, even Dunkin' Donuts has scholarships. Look to see if you can get some help on your own. I would also tell you, Mom, Mom, I'm turning off the cell phone. I may come in within 10 or 15 minutes of the curfew. It feels real demeaning to have a curfew. Let's see if we could work out a different plan that's more respectful of me and more respectful of you. And maybe I can help you with this. Maybe or maybe we can figure out a way where it works better for both of us, Mom, because the tension's no good. The Anguish over something this small is no good, Mom. So let's figure out what's at the base of this. You could even go to therapy with your mom. So hope that helps you. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. Here's a quick email from Christopher. Dear Dr. Kenner, I'm a 15-year, excuse me, 50-year-old married man. So picture that. During my entire life, I have self-pleasured to satisfy my libido. That's masturbate. I have heard that there are no physiologically damaging effects of this practice. 
You bet there aren't. It's real healthy. <laughs> no problem at all. Uh, but my religion forbids it. Leave it to religion. So I feel very guilty for doing it, and I would like to stop. I have tried very hard, but I have been unsuccessful. I smile at that. Please give me some advice. Thank you very much, Christopher. Christopher, it's your choice. You're buying into a moral code, and I put moral in quotes. They say it's a moral code, but they're anti-sex. I don't call that a moral code. Something as wonderful, as deliciously feeling, as tingling, as sensuality. If, if somebody tells you that that is bad, then there's something wrong with that moral code. And so most people are terrified to question their own moral code, whatever religion or whatever moral code, the secular code they brought up with. If it's irrational, it doesn't connect with the facts of life. In this case, it's your body. It's a healthy body. It's your mind looking for self-validation, for the pleasure, for the most heightened pleasure, which is sexuality. An orgasm feels wonderful. If you could find a partner and share that intimacy, that's wonderful. But people practice, people enjoy self-pleasuring. I even read kids, uh, kids who are obviously teenagers, a book, um, or I did when I worked with children. I haven't done this in a long time. I recommend it. It's a book... Um, by Peter Maley, M-A-Y-L-E. You could look it up on the web. It's What's Happening to Me. And he walks kids through puberty and shows guys, you know, the cartoon characters, but guys being embarrassed. You know, they're looking at a sexy girl and what? guess what happens? Well, they get aroused. And he talks about how you should never feel guilty for touching yourself. That People will give, tell you all sorts of lies that you'll grow hair on the palms of your hands. You know, silly stuff, stupid stuff. And really, these are, are either very mistaken or envious people, people who've deprived themselves of the joy of a rom romance or sensuality, and they want to rob the rest of the world of it. And religions usually go for people's values. They tell you that if you earn a lot, that you're selfish. If you're very productive and successful, then you're selfish. If you have a lot of friends, then you've got to feel sorry for. They go out and they hunt for all the poor people or the downtrodden, and you always have to focus on those. Rather than celebrating your life, loving your life, never stay Stepping on anybody else, never abusing or using or manipulating people, having good relationships with them, and thoroughly rationally enjoying your life. That's what my show is all about. My show is the rational basis of happiness. So in that case, I would check your premises and maybe find a health, healthier moral code. Mine is objectivism, the philosophy of Ayn Rand, A-Y-N-R-A-N-D. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and you're listening to The Rational Basis of Happiness. Right after this, we'll talk about pet-assisted therapy. That's right, pets and hospitals. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke. Communication is not only verbal. Observe how your partner acts in different situations. How one acts is a form of communication, inadvertent or not, and it can reveal valuable clues to your partner's values and deepest feelings. For example, does your partner withdraw in the face of conflict? Is your partner easily angered or depressed by criticism? Does your lover get excited when you dress or undress in certain ways? Do your partner's moods change in predictable or unpredictable ways in response to people or events? Such observations set the stage for ongoing communication. 
You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.